Welcome back to the Silent Plus Podcast. My name is Josh Watford, and across the desk from me directly is... John Nicholson. And across the, dre- the desk from me the other way is... Casey Dunaway. We have a special guest for today, our director slash editor slash writer. She actually writes all the podcasts. Uh, our motivator, she's the one who kicks us in the butt when we have done podcasts in a while. She, she chewed us out yesterday, so that's why we're... I'm just kidding. Somebody's yeah, so got to. Yeah. So we, we need that at we some point. We do need that, so, as our wives uh, will attest. But anyway, that's a whole other story. Uh, the fans have been demanding more right. podcasts, and so you're, you're their liaison on for us. That works. Uh, But yeah, so we are at the end of our Lord's Prayer series, um, a a little bit late from the sermon series, but we're getting it done. Uh, And John, I don't don't have this part in my Bible. So, and lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. And then it goes for if you forgive others. I don't have. So where, where is this for thine is the kingdom? For thine is the kingdom, You've the got power, a, and the glory. You have a, an adulterated version of the Bible, apparently. Apparently so. Where'd it go? It's a fine question. So the King James Version has it in there. Right. Uh, where it, it, it has this extra, I, I say extra, it has this verse. Extra here. is probably the right term. Yeah. Um, and so where'd it go and where'd it come from? And should we pray it? Should that be a part of? Are, are we praying something that's extra biblical, non-biblical? Yes. <laughs> what do we do with that? What do we call biblical? I'm interested to know, Casey. Does it bother you, or were you surprised that that's not part of the earliest texts that we have? I was surprised that it wasn't, just because I never knew that growing up, nobody ever brought it up that that was not original, that it was added later. It fits. Yeah. So, I, looking at my Logos Bible software, there for, there's nice another book. Uh, yeah, I need to get sponsored, by the way. Uh, <laughs> it, it says that most of the manuscripts, the, the largest number of manuscripts, have for thine is kingdom, power, and glory forever. Never. Amen. But... But the earliest, the better, well-attested manuscripts that we have, uh, which are, like you said, earlier, um, they do not have it in there. Okay, so we we have cracked open now this whole thing called textual criticism. And just, we need to put this on kindergarten level because I need that. What are we dealing with here? What do you mean these manuscripts? You mean we don't, do we have original copies of the New Testament? So we have no original autographs, is what they're called, no original autographs of any of the Bible books, books of the Bible. Um, And so what, you know, these historians slash archaeologists do, they have this collection of manuscripts ranging from the second century forward and we look at the discrepancies between them and decide, okay, well, this is earlier than these over here, and so it's more likely that these earlier manuscripts, which are closer to the originals, are more accurate than those that are later that have more time for uh, scribal additions and uh, subtractions and changes to happen. And so, we, we tend to say the earliest ones are the more faithful and accurate ones. 
So it's likely that, I mean, because it's, it's kind of awkward to end the prayer here, yeah. right? It, I mean, there's there's no finality to it. It's just deliver, yeah, deliver me from evil. Right. And, and there it is. That's the end of it. And so it seems more... Nat, I don't know if natural is the right word, but it um, flows a little better. Yeah, it, it, it flows better to have this ending crescendo, right? For thine is the kingdom and the power and glory forever and ever. Amen. And so it's likely that some of the scribes that are, uh, you know, writing these manuscripts over and over and over again. Um, picked up on a liturgy that because this is found it's found in the Didache Didache however you want to say it John Uh, (laughs) for thine is the kingdom of power and glory forever and ever amen that's that's in the Didache and so it was likely that as Christians were reading this and reciting this in their uh, worship services it just kind of became a part of it and so as scribes were copying this down later on, they just inserted it in there, and therefore it was it ended up being in these. And so particularly, you look at the King James Version, uh, it'll have it in there. Some other English translations will have it in there with a footnote, so on and so forth. The King James Version was translated uh, with some of the later manuscripts rather than uh, some of the earlier ones that we now have, right. uh, have access to. to. So uh, are these other uh, English translations uh, being unfaithful to the Bible? No. We're trying to be as faithful as possible in getting to the earliest manuscripts to understand what those said and make that reflect make our translations reflect that right. you you have said a lot of things that a lot of folks their yeah. eyes just kind of went glazed you know probably so the big question is can we trust our bible absolutely but your bible and my translation bible do not have for thine is the kingdom of power and glory mine doesn't either and i read a different version than y'all yeah and what, most, what version do you have csb yeah does it have a footnote though ESV's got a footnote yeah. that, that talks about some manuscripts add for yours is kingdom of power and glory forever. Um, so can I trust this? Can I trust this document that I hold in my hands? Absolutely. Yeah. On, uh, yeah, it does have a document. On what basis? I mean, if, if there's stuff that some folks say should be in there, some folks should... Yeah, I'm playing, you know, oh, yeah. the, the devil's advocate here, but because you know, this, this is an argument that you're going to raise. Mm-hmm. How can we trust this thing? Uh-huh. And it's just the creation of mankind? What do you think, Casey? Yeah. (laughs) I have no idea. I mean, I don't feel like it's adding anything in it that would go against what anything else in the Bible says. There's no grounds, in my opinion, for it to be wrong. Yeah, so Bart Ehrman, most people will have heard of him if they search on YouTube or uh, anything, but... Uh, he is he's big on this textual criticism yeah. and he talks about constantly how our Bible was changed to fit a imperial type theology from the Roman uh, Empire whenever it became Christianity became that and it started sinking with pagan religions and all this kind of stuff and so he he's really big on that and that's a really popular argument but again textual criticism has advanced in ways that uh, over, over the past few hundred years 
we've been able to discover earlier and earlier manuscripts, uh, particularly of even the Old Testament. Um, because when we discovered the Dead Sea Scrolls, uh, that confirmed that there was very, very little and almost zero substantial changes to the Old Testament. And so we have more manuscripts of the New Testament than any other ancient document, and it's not even close. Yeah. Talking ten times as much as like the Odyssey or the Iliad and so on and so forth. And so we have the bulk amount of things to of manuscripts to look and see, okay, well, you can compare this one with this one and this one with that one to understand, okay, well, we can get uh, what we believe to be almost 100% without a doubt what the original autographs It's closer said. we get without yeah. having them in hand. Yeah. And it is. It's a, it's a remarkable thing. And, it, and when you do a little bit of study on how we came to hold the, the Bible in our hands in English as we hold it today. It is a marvel. It is a miracle of God. We stand on the shoulders of giants. And and it's just a marvel that it was even preserved yeah. when you consider other ancient documents. And it just speaks to the power not only of God's work in the lives of people, but also the power of God's work to transform lives because they felt that it was so important that they would take time to buy hand you know, transcribe this. Yep. And so carefully, the whole notion of, you know, when Jesus mentions jots and tittles, they were counting every dot to make sure that the right number of letters was there. And, uh, you know, so it's, it really is, it's a marvel and a miracle of God that we hold God's Word, and we can trust it. Yep. And, uh, and it's a, a marvelous, beautiful thing. So textual criticism aside, what about the content of kingdom, power, and glory? I think it echoes Old Testament scriptures and, you know, I think particularly of Revelation. You know, when you have the all the heavenly hosts saying all blessing and honor and glory and power be unto the, the one who sits on the throne and the Lamb. You know, what we're praying isn't unbiblical. Not at all. Uh, what we're praying is in concert with the rest of the canonical witness for us. So whenever we pray this on Sunday mornings, I have zero problem doing I, so. I have a great moment with that because I, I do. And I'm grateful for the opportunity that we've had to talk a little bit about the great cloud of witnesses and just remembering that you know we are part of something larger that's going on when we are gathered on Sunday morning. And when we come to this phrase, there's part of me that can almost hear that echo that's happening, certainly in the heavenlies, but also in concert with every other believer that has gathered on, yep. on any given Sunday uh, to declare that, yeah, God does reign. And this fits beautifully with the, the rest of the, the flow of the Lord's Prayer, even though it may not have been what Jesus said during the Sermon on the Mount here. It fits this pattern of, of reorienting our life away from ourselves yep. to a king that's on the throne, one who has power to provide, one who is glorious, and he should be hallowed. You know, all of those things, it, it, it fits within that that greater sense of what what is being prayed there. Casey recently watched The Sandlot. (laughs) (laughs) And when I get to the word forever, (laughs) it it takes me to The Sandlot. However, it's such a potent word that what we're talking about here is not God's kingdom 
just for however long we can hold up a Christian monarchy in the UK, right? Or however long, you know, the Roman Empire or Byzantine Empire or whatever would would be. That's not the kingdom we're talking about. That's right. We're talking about a kingdom that is forever and will go on for forever and nothing can thwart it. And that's just, I don't know, that's a powerful declaration at the end of that, uh, at the end of the prayer to, again, to use your word, reorient us Mm -hmm. to the, the truth of the reality of God's fatherliness toward us, his holiness toward us, and his kingship over all things. It's a good place to live. And we need that reminder that that is, in fact, where we live. That's right. Well, that reminder helps because we downplay the word forever nowadays. I mean, you love so-and-so, and and I will love you forever. And then you break up two weeks ago. Right. I mean, you you just downplay that word so much nowadays. So that reminder, I feel like, will help everybody. Yep. We'll bring it back to... And, you know, yeah. and on that point, we live in such a temporary society. I mean, it's, it's what's iPhone up to now? 14, 15? 15 this year, I think. Yeah, right? yeah I think you're right. And it's crazy. It came out in 2007. I mean, you know, it's like one every two years. So, you know... Always upgrading. Yeah, every year you're you're out of date, you know. And But here, this is something that does not go out of date. We don't... Yeah. We're not going to give God 2.0. I mean, he, he... There's no shadow of turning yeah. in Him. It's good. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yes, that's forever. Yeah, I'll yeah. go back and watch the movie again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that brings us to the end of the Lord. Our, it's not the end of the Lord's Prayer because we're going to continue praying this. Sunday. And we're going to continue to let it transform us yes. and re- reorient our lives and our perspective on things. Uh, but it is the end of our podcast series on it. Uh, so I hope that you guys have enjoyed it. I know we all have enjoyed it here. Absolutely. Uh, thankful for Casey coming in uh, on this last one for and us. Hey, and thanks, thankful for Casey because she does the editing work. She's the one that pumps it out there. That's so right. You folks have access to it. And so, um, you know, Josh and I just are, are the pretty faces that are in front of the mic here. and uh, <laughs> That you can't see. Exactly. Yeah. And, <laughs> There's uh, a reason for that. <laughs> easy. <laughs> we got faces for radio. So. But thank you. And, and share this with others. Uh, and, you know, certainly if you've got comments, we'd love to hear your, your feedback on this and other opportunities uh, for us to communicate with you. All right. Well, listen, see you for whatever comes next. Oh, doxology. Doxology is happening next. Join us next time.